When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. In this moment with Toby C, helping to open hearts and minds in a world of overstimulation. Now, here's Toby C. Now here's Toby C. You better believe it. How you doing? Welcome back. If you've been with us before, if it's your first time, welcome. Welcome to a concept show. Like the announcer just said, the name of the concept show is called In This Moment. But he didn't tell you what the concept is. The concept is that you're going to get better or your loved one is going to get better. Oh, yeah. You're going to finally get out of this revolving door of recovery and in this revolving door of insanity, in this revolving door of your identity crisis. How about that? What, what a concept, huh? Yeah, concept show. Yeah. Also, if you stick around, it's a one-hour program. If you stick around, there's another concept surprise at the end. Yeah, the concept is that you're going to be a you're going to be a sponsor. Imagine that. You're going to be a life coach. So stick around. We're going to move in that direction. Oh yeah. Anyway, coming to you live, recorded from Palm Springs, California, the hotbed of recovery. Uh, nothing special about me. Just uh, trying to carry the message. I've been in several twelve-step uh, programs. Um, I'm not a licensed therapist. <laughs> I'm going to start sounding like Al Franken in that character. Stuart uh, Smalley saves his family. Now, here's the deal. I've been in several recovery programs, uh, including the 12-step program. So if you hear me blurting out some 12-step jargon, don't get turned off, okay? And by the way, our program is not tailored just to drug addicts and alcoholics, although you might hear us talking about that subject in particular. No, our program is tailored to anybody who's suffering, suffering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. How about that? Suffering from an overwhelming compulsion, an overwhelming reason, a compelling and overwhelming reason to act out, whatever whatever your your vice may be that acting out uh, may uh, involve compulsive shopping, deviant sex, gambling, overeating. I mean, come on, man. Just goes on and on, doesn't it? Can you relate to that? You better believe it. Yeah. Hey, today we're going to be talking about an interesting subject. How about this? Keeping a low key, all right? Flying below the radar. And and really the, the topic is live low key recover, and succeed. How about that? If you live low-key, low-key is kind of jargon for keeping a low profile. Um, keeping a low profile is jargon for uh, not calling so much attention to yourself. <laughs> There's one word that encapsulates not calling so much attention to yourself. Yeah, it's the H word, and you're going to hear a lot of it in recovery. Humility. Oh, yeah. Don't get turned off. We're going to be talking about that. I'm going to probably give you a couple of little nuggets of, uh, of, of info about how to handle humility and how to define it so it doesn't bother you every time somebody talks about how humble they are <laughs> or how, how, whatever. You know what I'm talking about, the, the H word, humility. So, um, yeah, but, but seriously, um, Humility is about not calling so much attention to ourselves. And not calling so much attention to ourselves is about maintaining a low key, a low profile. And I swear, if you if you maintain a low profile, the way we're going to be talking about, um, you're going to be practicing a principle, a principle spiritual in its nature. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The principle 
I'm not calling so much attention to yourself. How about that? <laughs> so, you know, don't be so uh, uh, antsy. Don't jump around. Just sit still and, um, and imagine that it's just going to be you and me, okay? Just you and me. And I'm not here to talk at you. And not, I'm certainly not going to talk down to you from some spiritual or moral hilltop. Now, I'm just going to have a nice talk with you. We're going to be talking about your identity crisis. Yeah, or your loved one's identity crisis. And why this identity crisis compels so many of us to act out. There it is. Somewhere I read that, you know, alcohol is not the, the problem. It's, the, it's the, uh, the symptom of a deeper underlying condition. Yeah, there it is. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. The deeper underlying condition of something called alcoholism. Now, check this out. I want you to uh, use your imagination for a minute. Close your eyes and imagine that the word alcoholism is not necessarily a behavior of picking up a drink and drinking excessively, okay, and drinking ourselves into oblivion. I want you to imagine that alcoholism is a behavior. There it is. It's a mindset. It's a mindset that comes out of a cold, closed, angry heart. Oh, yeah. There's a, uh, I think it's Tradition 3, that the only requirement for membership in Alcoholics Anonymous is a desire to stop drinking. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. You know, by the way, the 12-step movement, this AA thing, it is an exclusive club. It's just, it's not open to everybody. Some of the meetings are open, but there is, re there is membership required. There's membership required, and the membership is a desire to stop drinking. Yeah, so see, it's the desire. Yeah, by the way, if you're just you know tuning in, you know, I'm Toby C. The name of this show is called In This Moment. It's a concept show, recovery show. Yeah, it's a concept show about uh, getting better and staying better one day at a time. Yeah, how about that? And we're talking about living low-key, keeping a low profile in order to recover from whatever we're suffering from and to succeed in the game at life. How about that? Mm -hmm. Succeeding at the game of life. Dude, these Pellegrinos are cold. Here's the deal. First and foremost, in order to recover and succeed at the game of life. And you're going to hear this from me, Toby C., every show. And it's a reminder. It's a reminder. I'm sorry to sound like a broken record, but it's a reminder to you and me that recovery and successful living not only includes keeping a low profile, but for, the, for some of those of us who have kept too low of a profile, we've, we've moved into a very dark corner of avoidance and we're experiencing loneliness and isolation. Does that sound like somebody you know? Loneliness and isolation, yeah. So that's living too low-key. How about that? That's living with too low of a profile. Not good, okay? Extreme behavior. We're going to be talking about that in the next segment. Some of the problems with not living, you know, with a low profile, with, you know, exercising your identity crisis. How about that? So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, stop what you're doing. Get on the internet or, get, you know, Fire up your handheld or go talk to your counselor or friend. 
and find your group. Successful recovery and successful living starts with a group. How about that? I've actually put together some sobriety some time, if you can imagine that. And I'm telling you, I maintain it every day at something called my home group. Oh, yeah. Oh, I need my home group. And so do you. You know, I think this gal named Barbara put it so eloquently that people, people who need people are the luckiest people in the world. How about that? And I'll tell you, if you've moved into a place where you don't need anybody and you don't need anybody's help and you don't want people around you and you want to practice avoidance because, you know, don't, don't forget, they're the problem. People are the problems with your defective relationships, not. But of course, the solution to, to, to defective people who cause defective relationships is to avoid them. And sooner or later, can you relate? We, have, we start avoiding the whole world and we come up with lame excuses like, I really enjoy my own company. Right. So don't, don't fool yourself, okay? People who don't need people, people, people who don't need people are cursed. Are you cursed? Is your loved one cursed who's hiding out? You know, and the more we hide out and the more lonely we get, the more delusional we get, and the more we have this overwhelming and compelling reason to drink and get loaded or act out, the worse it gets, the lonelier we get. And the more isolated we become, the more we have a reason to act out, you know, with whatever we do, right? The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. And, and like so many of us, maybe you or your loved one has as a bigger reason to stay loaded and to get loaded one day at a time. Maybe the reason to get loaded overwhelms the reason to get sober. How about that? I know a lot of people, including yours truly, Toby C. Man, I've, I've, I went into recovery. Oh, man, did I want to get better. Man, did I want to stop drinking. Man, did I want to get that monkey off my back. Oh, heaven, please, God, help me. But I got to tell you, I had this 800-pound gorilla on my back. And this 800-pound gorilla said, Toby, you're going to get loaded and stay loaded because you've got a good reason to do so, don't you know? Got this corn cob up your butt. You're angry. Your ass is on fire. You're, you're like a caged monkey flinging poop at everything and everybody. Can you relate to that? <laughs> oh, Yeah. That's not keeping a low profile, is it? Isn't it funny? You know, we, we practice avoidance. We, we really practice avoidance. It's one of the patterns of codependency. It's not good behavior, trust me. We practice avoidance to give everybody a break, right? So, so we're not harming people. So we're not hurting people. But you know what? We're harming and hurting people even more. Because we're keeping people on the edge of uncertainty, which is right where we want them. And when we keep people on the edge of uncertainty, what are we doing? We're calling unnecessary attention to ourselves, aren't we? Oh, yeah. And that's not living low-key and low-profile, is it? When we call unnecessary attention to ourselves by hiding out and practicing avoidance, it's, it's a prison, man. It's a prison. It's called the bondage of self, in case you didn't know. The bondage of self, so... All right, I'll, I'll tell you right now, you're going to hear this H word a lot, humility, H-U-M-I-L-T-Y, okay? Check it out. Three words, okay? Just remember three words. You heard it here first from Toby and in this moment. And those are not the three words in this moment. Those are the other three words. 
<laughs> the three words that define humility. Are you ready? Put God first. All you got to remember, okay? PGF. Put, put God first. I just made that up. Don't remember that. That's ridiculous. But it's not, man. I'm telling you, it's not ridiculous. You can stop drinking, you can stop drugging, man. But I'll tell you, if you don't understand the, the, the fundamental foundational principle of anonymity, putting God first and stop, stop calling so much attention to yourself, sobriety is going to elude you, my friend. Oh, baby, sobriety is going to elude you. It's right there on the first page of step one in this book called 12 Steps and 12 Traditions. Until he so humbles himself, his sobriety, if any, will be precarious. Of real happiness, he will find none at all. Can you relate to that? Yeah. Find the group. Get into the group. Quickly. It's not too late. Come out of isolation, please. We're going to be right back with putting the spotlight on why it's so harmful on calling so much attention to ourselves and not keeping a low profile and, and living low key in order to recover and succeed. I'll be right back. My name is Toby C. In the show, in this moment. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. More of In This Moment with Toby C. All right, we don't have a lot of time before the bottom of the hour. I got to hit the highlights on, on what the problem is with so many of us and our identity crisis. Part of our identity crisis is that we're just calling too much attention to ourselves. How about that, you know? Listen, don't worry about it. We're all born that way, right? We all come out of the womb, uh, selfish, self-centered survivalists, but some of us just don't outgrow and overcome this identity crisis, okay? And it is an identity crisis. How about that? Uh, it's First of all, first and foremost, it's a fear, okay? And uh, people who call too much attention to themselves, who don't play it low-key, um, they're in fear. And quite often, believe it or not, people can pick up on that fear. And um, fear puts us in tricky, uh, vulnerable situations. Fear causes us to take risks, or, or we can put ourselves at risk by overtly displaying our fear by calling too much attention to ourselves and not being low-key. How about that? You know? And... By the way, getting back to the God factor, okay? Put God first, okay? By refusing to place Him first, we deprive ourselves of His help, okay? And don't forget that, okay? At the end of the day, and many of us have have have, have taken some hard knocks and on and and and, and taken and bang this out on the anvils of experience that uh, we can't use Him or her or it or ourselves um, for to experience joy and to overcome our suffering for many of us, that we may be suffering from a, a condition 
which only a spiritual experience will conquer. How about that? You know, the problem with our identity crisis, calling too much attention to ourselves, doing jumping jacks, playing the look at me show, is, is it arouses anger. It arouses envy. It arouses disappointment in people. You know what I'm talking about? Play it chill, please. <laughs> um, in the 12-step program, they, they talk about people called bleeding deacons. Oh, man. But that's a whole other subject because the idea is you want to become an elder statesman, right? You want to be a servant, not a senator, right? You want to, you don't want to drive by mandate. You want to lead by example, right? Yeah, it's all about maturity. How about that? The problem with, with um, you know, being some selfish, self-centered, attention-grabbing sponge is it's an overt display of immaturity. How about that? People who don't need to call so much attention to themselves uh, really, in fact, are elder statesmen. They're chill, right? They're calm. They're not in fear. How about that? I'll tell you another real problem with, uh, with not living a low-key life, you know, is, um, is you never really do overcome your identity crisis. And you, you do end up in the revolving door of recovery in sanatoriums and defective relationships with spouses and friends. How about that? Can you relate to that? Oh, yeah. You better believe it. Um, people who are, are, are show-offs, who are, are cocky know-it-alls, um, who don't keep a low profile, you know, people like that, you know, they're hurting other people. Yeah, what they're doing is they're, they're stealing the spiritual food from others, okay? It's called the attention. It's called love. You know, don't forget, we all come out of the womb with two basic instinctual needs, the need for security and the need for love. Yeah, for attention. Absolutely. And it's extreme behavior. Yeah, it's nothing balanced about it, is it? Too much self-love, isn't it? <laughs> Calling too much attention to ourselves. Look at me, look at me. Oh, sound like somebody you know? And, and like I said, we don't even know we're doing it. We have a whole lifetime of practice. We're kind of in denial of this, of this identity crisis that we're, they're having. Like I said, that's why so many of us come into recovery to kind of iron it out, to throw all our marbles, marbles out on the table and try to sort them out and make sense out of this. The insanity of, of a lifetime of practicing this type of, of, of insane behavior. The type of behavior that repels people from us, Right? Don't forget, you know, you may want to push away from people if, if you have defective relationships, yeah, vice versa. People are going to want to push away from you too. Nobody likes to show off in a cocky know-it-all. Nobody likes that eventually. It's just an unfair relationship. It's an unfair relationship. How about that? That's why you couldn't get along with people, you cocky know-it-all. You show off. <laughs> It was an unfair relationship. Yeah. Yeah, that you were hiding all this, this glory. Maybe you were hiding some kind of an imperfection by distracting everybody, you know, from the real answer. Ooh. Yeah. And it's sinful behavior. If you come into recovery, you'll be reacquainted with the seven deadly sins. 
One of them's greed, you know, sucking up too much glory. Oh, yeah. It's an insecurity. It's part of our identity crisis. Get over it. Get into the group. Find a sponsor. Trust God, clean house, and prepare yourself. Be right back. I'm Toby C. In this moment, talking about living a low-profile life and recovering and succeeding. How about that? Be right back. Enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C. Then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In This Moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here's your guide, Toby C. With few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected inner resource, which they presently identify with their own conception of a power greater than themselves. There's that word identity. <laughs> How you doing? I'm Toby C. Welcome back. While we mash out the, um, the solutions to overcoming this propensity to, to calling too much unnecessary attention to ourselves the solutions for moving into uh, a place of, of being at peace and, and keeping a low profile. No need to have a, a big, high, look-at-me profile anymore. Yeah. And, and by the way, I really do believe, and maybe you can agree, that so many successful people play it low-key, you know. I'd say the majority. Yeah, there are the real dream crushers and ball busters out there, but... I think the majority of, of really successful people are just chill. And that might be one of the principles, spiritual in their nature, that they seem to have been able to tap into an unsuspected inner resource. Isn't that kind of cool? And that, and that chill, that unsuspected inner resource, is their own conception of a power greater than themselves, a power greater than yourself. Any thing you want to call it that's greater than yourself is the solution to overcoming your identity crisis. Because after all, is not the identity crisis part of selfish self-centeredness? Yeah. That we think is the root of our troubles. Driven by a hundred forms of what? Fear. That's right. So what's the antithesis of fear? Of course, it's faith. Of course, it's faith. To somehow tap into a faith, a God who was always waiting there, but we just were never able to calm down and open our minds to the presence, the existence of a, of a power greater than, the, than ourselves. I'll tell you who is able to calm down and open their minds to the presence and existence of a power greater than themselves are those of us who have hit bottom, rock bottom. How about that? Can you relate to that? Maybe somebody you know? Maybe you? Yeah. And you know what happens at the rock bottom? And, we, and it's a small, brief period of time. At the very bottom, man, time kind of stands still. There's nothing going on. No job, no spouse, no children, no nothing, man. We're busted, disgusted, and we can't be trusted, man. 
it's over. And then it's at that moment that we can become as open-minded to conviction and as willing to listen as only the dying can be. That's our moment that we can get close to God, that we can recognize God and say, you know something, God? You know, maybe I wasn't uh, paying attention to you properly. Maybe I wasn't serving you because I didn't know how to. So there it is. You know, at the very bottom, we're given something called a gift of desperation. And I'll tell you, in this gift of desperation, we can get into, what did I tell you in the first segment? Get back into the group. There you go. I swear, if you get back into that group, man, it'll change, man. Don't you let anybody tell you that the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Because let me tell you something. That's not what happens in recovery. Recovery is where God is. Recovery is where the phenomena and and mystical, miraculous, incredible occurrences take place, okay, in recovery. And I swear, I don't care how loaded or how sick you are, you get into the group and you keep coming back. And I swear, if you keep coming back, you will change, my friend. You will change or you will leave, and the devil and the demon want you to leave him in the worst way. And God, a loving God, wants you to stick around. But you can't see that loving God. But you know what you can see? You can see those other suffering souls in the group. There it is. You can see those other suffering souls in the group. And those other suffering souls in the group are going to calm you down. And this calm that you're going to find in the group is all of a sudden going to help you overcome your identity crisis. You're going to understand that maybe God's will is for you and I just to get along with her, is for you and I to just get along with our fellow man or our fellow woman. How about that? And, and when we're calm and we're in a peaceful place, we're going to get along better with our fellow man and woman, aren't we? Oh, yeah. And it's also in this calm where we're going to have some obedience, just maybe a, a momentary brief reprieve from something called temptation. We're going to be able to think things through, maybe take a step back and pause when agitated and, and really kind of objectively look at what's going on. That's what happens when we recover. When we get into recovery and you get into the group, find somebody that you really get along with and go to them and say, will you help me really clean house and figure out what's going on? Will you help me please figure out why I'm trying to always call unnecessary attention to myself? Will you please help me understand why I am unable to live a low-key lifestyle and why I cannot recover and why I cannot succeed? <laughs> uh, don't get me wound up here. Take a deep breath. name of the show is called In This Moment. I'm Toby C. If you're just joining us, we're talking about living a low-key lifestyle, a low-profile lifestyle in order to recover and succeed in order to recover. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? To recover, to get out of recovery, to stay out, to stay recovered one day at a time and stay that way. Oh yeah. And the way you recover and you succeed and you stay recovered is you stop calling so much attention to yourself. Stop calling so much attention to yourself. Stop calling so much unnecessary attention to yourself. How about that? And when we stop calling so much attention to ourselves, we start paying attention to our fellow man and brethren. How about that? 
And when we start paying attention to our fellow man and woman and brethren, I'll tell you, if you stick around recovery long enough, man, this is what's going to happen to you. You're going to discover that when you're paying proper attention to another man or woman, that it's a way of paying attention to God. There it is. Oh, my God. OMG, Toby. That's why I want to play it low-key and not call so much attention to myself? Absolutely. Do you want to be a reflection of God's grace and God's glory and God's miracles? Or do you want to be a sponge? You want to steal all of God's glory? God, you know, performs miracles, man. How often do we humans take credit for, for the miracle of, of life and the miracle of God, and we blame it on luck and talent and timing? Hogwash. I love that word, hogwash. Who came up with that? Hogwash. I mean, it sounds like a bath for a hog. You know, it's about changing our message and changing the type of dependence we have. You know, when we call too much attention to ourselves, too much unnecessary attention, what we're really doing, it's an overt uh, dependence on our fellow Okay, we place ourselves in a position to be hurt. We step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. There you go. Can you relate? Anybody relate to people who are show-offs and cocky know-it-alls and just always calling unnecessary attention to themselves? And they step on the toes of their fellows quite often, don't they? And there's retaliation. There's consequences, aren't there? Maybe you've experienced those consequences. I know I have. You ever heard of the word anonymity? Anonymity is the, the spiritual foundation of all of our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Remember the principles I was talking about? The spiritual principles, the principles spiritual in their nature, which if practiced as a way of life, can expel the obsession to do whatever is driving you insane and making your life miserable and enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole biggest principle, spiritual in its nature, the mother of all the principles, is anonymity, baby. And it's a close cousin of humility. Remember humility? Put God first. And anonymity means disappear. You don't exist, man. Kill yourself. Kill the bondage of self. There it is. Don't kill yourself. Just kill the, kill the bondage of self. The bondage of self is this propensity to keep doing jumping jacks and screaming out, look at me, right? So, you know, those, those of us who are lucky enough to hit bottom, man, we got a chance really to, to figure this thing out. You know, hitting bottom is a very calming experience, but I got to tell you, the calm doesn't last very long, does it? especially those veterans who have been in and out of recovery a few times or, or tried to stop drinking or stop using drugs or on your own or in the meeting, okay? It doesn't last very long. Why? Because we get distracted. Oh, yeah, man. The job is, is banging at the door. The wife is calling. The kids are screaming. The parents are hollering. Whatever. Life is in session again. And it happens quick, and it's very distracting, I'm telling you, at the bottom, man, consider yourself the luckiest person in the world. It's at the bottom where you don't have to worry about, about you know, 
God being obscured by calamity and pomp and by worship of other things, all this stuff is off the table right there. You have a moment to open your mind and your heart and allow God to enter you and expel the deadly obsession. That's what's going on. And you can't do it alone, but only you can do it. You got to get into the group. Got to find yourself a sponsor. <laughs> Go to your sponsor and say, here, Toby wanted me to ask you this. Will you help me learn how to live a low-profile life in order to recover and succeed? Will you help me learn how to stop calling so much unnecessary attention to myself? <laughs> they'll say, no, find somebody else. No, quite often they'll, you'll, you'll be surprised. If you ask somebody to sponsor you and spend some time with you, they'll sponsor you. Hey, make sure, though, that they get you into sponsorship. We're going to be talking about that in our fourth and final segment about sponsorship. But I got to tell you, man, recovery at the very bottom, man, you can get calm and get grateful. Oh, thank God I'm alive again, right? And by the way, the best part about cleaning house and, and trusting the process is you're going to be able to expel these demons, man, these demons of insecurity, these demons of fear, these demons of, of look at me, right? These demons that steal all the attention and glory away from God and put all the attention and the glory on you, right? We manufacture our own misery, don't we? Amen on that. <laughs> it's a discipline, man, but we got to suffer in order to get this discipline. The discipline to do what, Toby? The discipline to get into the group, get into your home group. And I swear what's going to happen to you is you're going to accept. You're going to be so thankful and you're going to accept you're going to scream out the acceptance prayer. It's going to go something like this. God, if I can't have the things that I want, please help me to want the things that I have today. How about that, man? When you're in acceptance, you're not going to need to call so much attention to yourself. Oh, man, when you're in acceptance, you're going to be able to recover and succeed. You're going to experience a peace that surpasses all comprehension when you trust God and clean house get your act together we're going to be back with my favorite part it's called the imagination exercises coming up here on in this moment with toby c on living a low-key lifestyle in order to recover and succeed be right back If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In a world of overstimulation, we hope you've had a chance to calm down, connect, and feel secure. And now, well, I hope by now conclusion that of In This Moment you with Toby have C. gleaned some useful information from this program about how important living a low-key, a low-profile life is. <clears throat> in order to recover and get out of recovery and stay out of recovery, in order to overcome your identity crisis, <laughs> like so many of us have, and in order to succeed at life and living one day at a time, how about that? But I got to tell you, you know, it. Um, so long as we're selfish and self-centered, um, we have this propensity, it's our survivalist instincts, 
to call unnecessary attention to ourselves. And, and um, I can guarantee you it's a form of insanity, you know, because it, it harbors defective relationships with others, which, which finally lead to defective relationships with ourselves, right? You know, we have found nothing incompatible between a powerful spiritual experience and a life of sane and happy usefulness. Yeah, it comes from a, a chapter called The Family Afterwards. And um, so if we want to overcome this self-centeredness that, that gives us a propensity to call unnecessary attention to ourselves, the antithesis of this self-centeredness is a God-consciousness. And I'm going to tell you how to acquire this God-consciousness. There's so many different ways, but check this out. I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to imagine for a minute. I want you to imagine that you're going to become a sponsor someday soon. Someday soon, you're going to find somebody who's doing jumping jacks and calling so much unnecessary attention to themselves and, and finding it impossible to have a healthy relationship with other human beings. And this person's going to be lonely and angry and sick. And um, you're going to be able to reach out to this person and talk their lingo. You're going to find out that you can be uniquely useful to this person. Why? Because of your own drinking or drugging experience or whatever experience that you've had that this person is experiencing now. I mean, I'm telling you, you can do something and you will be able to do something for a fellow sufferer that no minister, rabbi, doctor, physician, therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, healer can't do it. Well, you are going to become a healer. You're going to be, you're going to be able to secure their confidence when others fail. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine you're going to be a con man or a con woman in the right way? You're going to secure their confidence and, and let them know that, that they can get better regardless of anyone. The only condition is that they trust God and clean house and that you're going to be there to spend time with them and to pay attention to them and help them clean house. Can you imagine that? Mm -hmm. Can you imagine that you're going to offer yourself up to another suffering soul and let them know that you're willing to sacrifice your time and your attention exclusively for their benefit so that they can try to get all the answers to why? So that they can to try to find out, you know, what the understanding of the totality of everything is, and that our real purpose, maybe our real purpose in the final analysis, maybe our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and those about us. Oh, yeah. And I always love to say the primary function of sponsorship, my friend, is to prepare your sponsee to become a sponsor. And if you're a sponsee right now and your sponsor is not pre preparing you to become a sponsor yourself, uh, tell them, man, that step on it, okay? Step on it. The sooner you can become a sponsor, the sooner life will take on new meaning. Oh, yeah. To watch people recover. You're going to witness people recover who weren't supposed to get better. You're going to witness people recover and start helping other people when before they could do nothing but help themselves. You're going to see them help others. You're going to watch loneliness vanish. 
not because you're paying attention to somebody and spending time with them, somebody, you're going to see this flicker of light turn into this roaring fire of hope and gratitude and communion and companionship and fellowship. You are going to watch loneliness vanish and you are going to see a fellowship grow up about you. And you're going to have a host of friends including these sponsees, and try not to collect a whole bunch of disciples to follow you around, okay? Because remember, the function of sponsorship is not to collect a bunch of disciples to follow you around and to check in with you every day. The function of sponsorship is to prepare a person to become a sponsor. Why? Because it's an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact with the newcomer and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. It says, with the contact with the newcomers. Why do we want contact with the newcomers? So we can offer ourselves up to somebody who's suffering. There it is. What's going to happen when you become a sponsor and you start spending time with somebody and you watch people recover and you see them help others and you watch loneliness vanish and you see a fellowship grow up about you? It's going to blow your mind. You're going to witness the miracle of recovery. And what's going to blow your mind is you're going to take a step back and you're going to know deep down in your heart that you had something to do with that. Because you invested your time in the right location and the proper investment. Because you pointed your imagination at the right objective. This person, this man or woman, miraculously got better right before your eyes. What do you think about that? And you had something to do with that. And it's, and it's an experience you must not miss. You know what they're talking about when they say an experience you must not miss? They're talking about joy. They're talking about the kind of joy that surpasses all comprehension. It's a peace, man. It's a peace like you could never imagine. There ain't no drug, no, no booze, no nothing, man, that could deliver the kind of peace that the joy of watching the miracle, the phenomena of recovery of watching an empty human spirit become filled and their imagination fired up and their faith anchored onto an unshakable foundation. And to know that you had something to do with that. Can you imagine yourself holding the guiding light at the end of that long, dark tunnel? Telling somebody, hey, you don't have to call unnecessary unnecessary attention to yourself anymore. Calm down and, and come this way. Follow the light. Stop attracting the light. Be a reflection of the light. There it is. Stop being a mirror of the light. Or stop being a sponge of the light and become a mirror, become a reflection of the light. And of course, we all know the light is God's glory. Stop stealing God's glory. Stop stealing God's glory. Stop calling unnecessary attention to yourself and play chill and stay calm and try to help somebody else calm down. You're going to love it, man. Can you imagine that? You're going to become a sponsor. You're going to have an overwhelming and compelling reason to stay sober and to stay out of recovery one day at a time. It's people, man. People. People who need people are the luckiest people in the world. I hope you've enjoyed this show on Living Low Key, Recover and Succeed. I'm Toby C. Name of the show is In This Moment. God bless. Come back soon. Over and out. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please 
visit us at itmtoby.com. 